This is Graphically Novel, a podcast by three brothers who like each other, but love comic books. I'm Jamie. I'm Sam. I'm Josh. And on this episode, we are reviewing one of Sam's picks. So Sam, what monstrosity did you force us to read this week? (laughs) All right, so I picked G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, Volume 1. And I was going for the trifecta. I wanted to have Transformers, Turtles, and G.I. Joe. That was like our childhood thing. So I've been searching forever trying to find a good G.I. Joe. And I thought I had. And uh, really the only reason I picked this one was just for nostalgia reasons. Like I said, I wanted us to have all our cartoons covered on this one. And also, it's a little bit of an experiment. Yeah. Uh, just a little bit of behind the scenes here. Um, our most downloaded episode we've ever done is bizarrely a Transformers episode. So we're seeing if uh, there's a nostalgia bump we get. <laughs> yeah, I think it will. I, I think, and this is on the same lines of that uh, Transformers one we done also because it was when the bad guys take over because the good guys were gone. So it's, it's still kind of the same feel. Yeah, there's a real villain focus here too. Yeah. And I mean, both those both of those franchises have had like long running, like well loved comic book series. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's interesting to go back to, especially now that they're licensed from a different company, because so, those ones that were all, were beloved were, were both you know '80s Marvel runs. And so now it's yep. interesting seeing you know different takes on them. So it's interesting. It is different. And Josh is young enough that he doesn't care. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I'm gonna try my... to not be a party pooper on this one. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's you wanna give us some grades. Yeah. All right. It's time for the live-action Batman grades. And this is our eccentric grading scale based on the men who have thus far played Batman in live-action. And from best to worst, that scale is Batfleck. (laughs) (laughs) Batfleck. Oh, that doesn't bode well. Uh, Bell, Affleck, Keaton West, Kilmer, and Clooney. And Captain No Nostalgia, uh, what is your live-action Batman grade? All right. Well, Sam said he's searching for a good G.I. Joe, so I'm guessing the search continues because this was not a good G.I. Joe. Uh, it didn't. It got zero nostalgia bump from me. Uh, I didn't bottom it out, but it's definitely on the bottom side of the scale, and I went west. West. I, okay. I dabbled with Kilmer, but I, I, the art's pretty solid. I, I was pretty happy with the art, so that bumped it up to a west. That's that was the one thing I had going for it. All right. Um, I had a good enough time with it. Uh, it's not deep. It's not, you're not learning anything about the world or yourself. There's no, no morals, no thematic, anything. Um, it's just an adventure book. Um, and it's kind of fun. And I'm sure there's a little bit of nostalgia going on. I was, I was much more of a Transformers guy than a G.I. Joe guy, but it's interesting to see how they're trying to update G.I. Joe. Like there's some things in here, like you could tell they wouldn't have done on the cartoon. So that, that was, that kind of piqued my interest. Um, art is solid the subplots are better than the actual plot um but i had a good time so i'm gonna go the other side of the scale from josh and give this thing a key well that, that's good because you know i i guess because i had such high hopes for it because how good the transformers was and then i i got into this one and it just kind of broke my heart a little bit when i was reading it <laughs> and uh I, I, I'm waffled. I'm like Josh. I waffle between Kilmer and West. So I want to give it like I wish I was one would go in between those. I'm gonna give it a, a West minus. It's not quite a Kilmer, but man, it really killed me. That's you're doing you're doing what I did last week. The the you're dis, you're giving it a disappointment grade. This is what this totally is a disappointment grade. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that was missing was them screaming Cobra before they attack. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I went back last week. I, I, I did the same thing last week you're doing right now. And I went back, I edited the episode, I listened to it, and then I was like, you know, Sam was right. I was too harsh. I was. It was just pure, like, Chip Zdarsky fan disappointment. That's, disappointment. All that That's what it was. That's really yeah. what it was. And so this week you're doing your G.I. Joe Hope disappointment grade. Well, you know, that's what I was saying, because I, I come off such a... Uh, an awesome time with the the Transformers one. Then I read this one, hoping it's gonna be that kind of caliber of stuff. And I was I was I was thoroughly let down. Well, have you been back and rewatched the old cartoons anytime recently? Yeah, and this is right on par with that. Yeah, um, Transformers holds up a lot better than GI Joe. I've watched sure a, I, 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 try, I was showing them to my kids, and uh, Transformers held up. The kids had a good time. I had a good time. 
G.I. Joe, I shut it down after about 15 minutes. <laughs> we watched yeah. uh, it, it I, watched the, I watched the He-Man. Well, about five minutes of the nope. He-Man and had to turn it off. It no, I'm not bad. doing yeah. that. I love He-Man. Bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm older than you guys. I, I was I was in the He-Man wheelhouse. And no, I'm, I'm not. I'm keeping my so memories. Thank bad. you very much. Yeah, yep. you should. Thundercats, too. I'm not going back to Thundercats. I'm keeping that one. But anyway. Uh, Anyhow. You negative nailies. Let's look at the I creator, was very creator negative. How could you be? How could you be that way? I can't believe somebody would act like that. Um, this, uh, <laughs> this, uh, <laughs> over the top masterpiece was written by Larry Hama. Art was by Augustin Padilla. Colors by Jay Brown. Letters by Chris Mowry, Robbie Robbins, and Neil Uatake. And this was published by IDW. Even though it says Larry Hama, Larry Hama was the guy who did all of the Mar- Well, I don't all. I haven't read it. Um, he's the guy who who created like all the GI Joe background stuff and the and the, the first run of Marvel Comics. It was all Larry Hama, and so it, yeah. it's interesting that he's back on it. All right, ready to uh, head into spoiler territory? Yes. Right, we're gonna fire off a spoiler klaxon because there is radioactive spoilers all around. hundred episodes or so and I'll get that right. Still <laughs> workshop and stuff. Anyway, it's time for the bite size breakdown. All right. Issue one and a half or a half of an issue. This, this thing was numbered oddly. Here we go. We open on a disturbing scene of Cobra tanks rolling into the Capitol building. This is a weird time to read this, by the way. Uh, then Cobra Commander wakes up and we learn two important things. One, Cobra has arranged that for a militia group to commit terrible acts all over the country as the first step of a plot. And B, Cobra Commander sleeps with his mask on. (laughs) (laughs) That's about it, too. (laughs) Then we see there is tension in the ranks over Cobra Commander's mind control machine, and there are moles and spies all over Washington, D.C. Yes. So I have issue two. It says, Cobra forces are being used to help with the martial law. General Hawk is on the run. He makes a call, but Cobra traces it and sets up an ambush. He easily defeats the Cobra attacks. He then changes his license plate and paints his truck. Then he starts calling all the other Joes to throw out the rules of engagement and meet at the rally point. Roadblock takes on his attackers with a meat cleaver. Mainframe uses a gun and microwave beams. Stalker is on a sniper mission when Cobra attacks, and they kill his spotter, and then he returns the favor. Snake Eyes is attacked by 10 Ninja Cobra. He defeats nine of them, and his dog takes out the last. That's it. All right. And issue three. Uh, We uh, see Stalker taking out the last Cobra assassin. We then jump to the Silent Castle and see Baroness and Billy sparring. Billy is showing signs that Dr. Venom has compromised the brainwave scanner reprogramming machine. Then we get a montage of all the other Joes evading Cobra, and then Duke and Scarlet save some immigrants at the border. Both of you guys sounded so bored. I can't wait, <laughs> I can't wait to get into the pyramid. You couldn't even read it excitedly. All right. We're trying. Issue four. Snake Eyes and Scarlet begin the assault on the Cobra Silent Castle by swimming into the drainage system. Everyone else sneaks in by tricking racist jerks into thinking they're gypsies. Such a strange plot point. <laughs> Simultaneously, Hawk sneaks into the Pentagon and gets chased into a high-tech closet. Snake Eyes gets stabbed and then gets carried around by Scarlet. And there's so much shooting. So much shooting. All right, so issue five. Duke and other Joes are shooting their way through the ca- uh, Cobra Castle. All of a sudden, Snake Eyes is there and Duke punches... Wait, I skipped a line. Yeah, they so shooting their way through the... The Cobra Castle, all the, and all of a sudden, uh, Snake Eyes and, and is there, and Duke punches him because he knows it is Zartan. That's where I got confused. Uh, Cobra Commander is still trying to get on his battle suit when Scarlet busts in, still carrying Snake Eyes. Destro shoots wrist rockets, and then she shoots them with an arrow, and Snake Eyes cuts the others with his sword. Then they have a big fight of nonsense. Duke and Mainframe... <laughs> Duke and Mainframe download all of Cobra's secret documents and send them to Hawk. Duke orders a retreat, but Snake Eyes is captured and immediately thrown straight into the brainwave scanner. 
Storm Shadow grabs Scarlet and jumps out a window and suddenly disappears. At the Pentagon, the NSA tells Hawk they have canceled Cobra's contract. All right, and let's wrap it up here. So Cobra Commander's wreaking havoc on Snake Eye's subconscious via the brainwave scanner. Storm Shadow makes his escape with Scarlet and meets up with the other Joes and makes them promise that they're going to go back with reinforcements for Snake Eyes. Hawk is rounding up the undercover Cobra agents in uh, Washington, D.C., and Snake Eyes comes out of the reprogramming loyal to Cobra Commander. <laughs> so they just traded ninjas. Yeah. Maybe at the end of it, it does end up with two ninjas. Sure. They gave so little, little, even cluer hint why Storm Shadow swapped sides. That was the most random thing in this entire story. His, no. his, his brain waves. We, we, we can get into off. it later if you yeah. want. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, apparently I missed something. You did. <laughs> okay. You did. As always. Um. That's part of the story. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get into it in the graphically novel Pyramid, which is our method of breaking down a story into the three elements we think a book needs to be a good book. And those are story, art, and characters. And I have the privilege, nay the honor, of leading off on story. I was going to do the whole Paul Bettany thing from Night's Tale, but I forgot the rest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was good enough. Uh, the story's pretty thin. I mean, there's not a lot of, like, Big overall A-plot stuff. There's not a lot going on. It's just, you know, Cobra got in good with the government and got Joe on the outs. I mean, that's about it. They didn't even really take over the government. They were subcontractors helping keep martial law. I mean, they didn't even like the main bad guys. I'm like... Yeah, I mean, it's... But I mean, the but the big plot wasn't so much the point. I mean, this is an adventure book. It's just there to have, like, a bunch of fight scenes and have some fun and... um. I mean, that's that's the as far as the big overall plot. I mean, that's that's what it is. It's just an adventure book. I mean, yeah. it's not. I mean, it does not supposed to have a big, deep, powerful story or whatever. Um, it didn't. No, but I I thought that the the subplots were actually a lot more interesting. The um, I don't remember this from the cartoon at all. Were they? Was he mind controlling his underlings? I mean, Cobra Commander was he? Was that a thing? I, I don't I remember that at all. Remember. I don't. Yeah. I don't remember. Uh, I'll never find out. Um, but I, I thought that was an interesting subplot. Like, you know, maybe they joined of their own, like, volition, but, like, to keep him loyal and to get him to do what he wants, he keeps, like, you know, messing with their brain with all of them. He's mind-controlling everybody. And so there's a penalty with a Dr. Venom guy that I got the impression Cobra Commander killed. Um, he made but, disappear. Yeah. But he saw it coming and, like, messed with the, the mind control machine. So now everybody's, like, freaking out. And, like, Billy's, I think, turning into Dr. Venom. I think, <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah. I think yeah. he downloaded that guy's brain into Billy's body. Um, but it's all kind of breaking out. I think it's what happened to Storm Shadow. I think it was pretty much said that Josh just missed it. Um, but his his mind control stuff just broke down. Now he wants out. And I think Baroness and Billy are going to get there. And I think it's breaking down all around. Yeah. And I think it's worked on Destro in a long time. Yeah, I think Destro's second command is really pulling the strings because I even got to hear my notes is Cobra Commander is a blundering idiot that says the randomness stuff. Like, why would any of these guys want to follow him? Well, he always <laughs> was in the comic books, too. I mean, yeah. the cart- he was, but not. I feel like they, may, they they dumbed him up more. You, you're not remembering it accurately. Yeah. No, I remember him <laughs> screaming Cobra and his schemes never working and all that stuff. Just, I just don't remember him being. I mean, I do remember him being kind of silly and doing off-the-wall stuff, but I don't remember him being just, like, just saying the randomest, dumbest things and, like, the way people around him, though, I thought, like, Destro, Zartan, and all them should have been leaders. Like, they, they could have conspired easily and overthrown Cobra Commander and put him in the basement somewhere, brainwaved him or whatever, and, and they would have been a better Cobra. I was kind of rooting for Cobra going into this, and then after I started reading, I'm like, man, you know what? Go Joes. <laughs> well, I mean, if you remember those old cartoons, though, most of the villains were ridiculous. I mean, Skeletor were, yeah. is ridiculous. I mean, Cobra Commander's ridiculous. Mumra from Thundercats is ridiculous. Mumra I wasn't mean, too bad. Yeah. Huh? Hey, Abyssal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they, they were over the top because they were 80s, and that, that was the thing. Like, even in the story, like, I, I did like that they try to keep some of the, the 80s slang and, and terminology going because even in the modern day they could have thought of better names than brainwave scanners and stuff like that 
But I like how they kept that in there. Well, if I remember right, um, when when they created the GI Joes, they just made the toys first and brought them to Larry Hama and said like, "Hey, name these guys, make them create backstories, and then yeah. you know write the comics." And so uh, it's all him. He named them all. It's all yeah. his stuff. So I I, mean, I I did enjoy that part of it. I mean, it's I mean it's, it's like you said, it's an adventure story, and and then it, it did have a lot of good action in it. I mean, the, the action stuff was pretty cool, and I I did like how when they knew it was going down, and they Hawk called them for their meet at their rally point or whatever and it was the cobra's head base like all right <laughs> they're coming after us as we meet at our rally points so they're just gonna meet them head on I, I thought that was pretty cool so we're gonna meet in the command center of cobra well the like the um the subplot happening inside cobra was pretty interesting the whole mind control mm-hmm. thing breaking down dr venom you know having a, a secret plot all that kind of jazz the other subplot was what was happening with the joes and the only thing that was good about that was having the rally point be the hidden castle or the silent yeah. castle, whatever it was. <laughs> the, the rest of the Joe story was just ridiculous. It's everybody's yeah. just running around and shoot stuff and, you know, rules of engagement are over. So I'm just going to yeah. kill people like crazy. And it was just, there just wasn't anything there. They just had a wall of bullets in front of them wherever they went. They yeah. were just unloading the whole time. And then I think the mo- most of this story did go around Cobra and what was going on with them. And all Joe's was, is like, it was introducing all their characters and however they were escaping Cobra's attacking them. What's a full-time job to just say in all their names? Yeah, I know. Rock and roll. Overtime. Rock and roll, rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to lie, roll my eyes a, a couple times around rock and roll there. Yeah. Uh, Josh, you've been really quiet. Do you have any thoughts on the story? Uh, Not any positive ones. Uh. So I'm going to try to not be party pooper. You said the story was thin, Jamie. It's a see-through story. It's so thin. <laughs> There's nothing there. It was bad. Uh, yeah. I hated... It, it makes sense. Sam, you was talking about Cobra Commander. You know, he's just like a bumbling fool. The yeah. vibe I get, and I remember from the cartoons, was he was kind of incompetent, but he wasn't yeah. like an idiot. And this, yeah. he just feels like an idiot. Like That's he's what I was getting at. Low yeah. IQ... Not just I'm I'm bad at being a bad guy. Like this dude's an idiot. Uh, but at the same time, they got this giant master plan. They got all these sub cells all stationed through DC. They've infiltrated the government. Like I don't understand how they can be that stupid yet that effective at the same time. Does all Destro's work? It, it must have been. Yeah, I don't know why anybody's following Cobra Commander because he's he should be low man on the totem pole. That's what I'm saying. Maybe he's talking to me about it. Maybe Cobra Commander's got some Stanley in him. Like he's a really good pitch man. He's good. He's a salesman. <laughs> like when he gets the meeting with those guys in the Pentagon, he, he really sells him on stuff. I mean, right. yeah, I think I he guess. just got everybody brainwave uh, the brain scanner on him. Yeah, he has to have him. that scanner going, otherwise he's he's got he's, he's got a pocket out. Out of He's gonna get kicked out of Cobra. Yeah. Uh, maybe, other, maybe, it's more, maybe it's more like Van Halen. Like he's the David Lee Roth, you know. And De- Destro's Eddie Van Halen. He's the one with all the yeah. actual. I'm going to be really mean. But. Yeah. Anyway, Josh, watch so much your mouth. Don't you talk about Diamond <laughs> David Lee Roth. Uh, <laughs> the, the other issue I had with the story that, to me, I didn't understand is all of a sudden they decide, Cobra says, let's go take all the Joes out. They knew where they all were. They apparently had been tracking them. They had kill teams ready. Why did they wait so long? Why didn't they just take them out one at a time over the space of like five years? Like I don't understand why they just all at once. Let's spread ourselves real thin and try to do all this in one one time. Well, they were they were rogue now. They weren't having to follow anybody else's rules. So I mean, they probably were like rules of engagement they were supposed to do, or like you know government. Because they were government. I'm talking about why didn't Cobra take the Joes? Oh, out. I was talking about the Joes. No, no, about, yeah. Cobra knew where the Joes were. I mean, they set all the people to go get them. I don't understand why they hadn't done that previously. They simultaneously attacked them. Yeah. I don't know. Also, why didn't the Joes, their rally point was Silent Castle. Why didn't they, <laughs> they knew where they were, but they're just sitting by letting Cobra infiltrate the government and attack the Capitol building. They where, knew where their base was. They should have And where was it. that base? I don't know. I don't know. It looked like Egypt. It was some desert. Well, maybe Arizona. I mean, yeah. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> yeah. But anyways, I just, it, the whole concept, the whole plot, none of it made any sense to me. It seemed really... Like you said, just shallow, and we need a reason for the Joes to go fight Cobra. It doesn't have to be a good reason. We just need a reason for them to interact and shoot each other. Let's somebody pitch something, and the first idea they had, they said, we're running with it, and that's the comic we got. I think Cobra Commander done the story outline for this one. 
He probably pitched it. <laughs> uh, that's yeah, that's really all I got on the story. It, it was not a good story. It just it didn't make any sense. They needed an excuse for them to shoot each other. That's what it felt like. All right, uh, let's move on then. Sam, Art, what you got? All right, so for the art, this is one of the reasons that did keep the grade up for me. Why it still got a West because I did enjoy the art. You know, I had really good color. I thought the action scenes were pretty good. It was not too hard to follow. Uh, what else? Uh, well, I loved the 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 suit designs of the villains. I thought all the villains had a such a unique look. Like Cobra Commander looked like the Cobra Commander from the 80s, but uh, Zartan was pretty cool looking. Destro, still from the 80s with his gold uh, chain on his neck and stuff still. But... Uh, Storm Shadow and Baroness, I liked their outfits a whole bunch. Uh, but, like, all the ninja stuff was pretty neat and interesting. I think they really focused on their stuff. And the, for the most time, the faces I thought were solid. What motions they did have, they showed pretty well. But General Hawk and Duke were the same person. I couldn't tell them apart unless somebody said their name. I had a really hard time telling who was who. So that really killed me on that. I was really but, confused I mean, about how I was in, the, in two places at the same time. I know. I, like, because Duke was, Hawk was driving the truck, then he painted it black. And the next thing you know, Duke was in a truck where Scarlet was. And I thought that was Hawk arrived there. I'm like, what happened? I got lost on and that then, one, too. Yeah, and yeah. Then, she, then she hollers Duke. I'm like, I'm, I'm glad you hollered his name, girl, because I was lost. <laughs> but, you know, so, but, you know, for the most part, I mean, I liked, even the backgrounds were good. Like, some of the, the buildings were good. I really didn't have nothing really negative to say about it besides the two guys looking the same. I was pretty pleased with art. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat with you. I, Jamie might be negative Nancy on the art this week. Uh, the uh, You read most of all my notes. I don't really have anything different to add. I, the <laughs> character designs for Cobra, they didn't spend a lot of time making yeah. the Joes separate. They're just they big, yeah. giant, muscly guys. They have different colored hair. Uh, they're in camo. Like they're the Joes are all kind of the same. But uh, yeah, Cobra. They I thought they done a good job. Uh, and the color, man, the colors what got me. It was so vibrant. The blues they used for the Cobra suits uh, yeah, and stuff. It just it really popped off the page. Uh, there was a lot of action going on. I never really got lost in it. It was pretty dynamic. You know, like you said, Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow were, were always kind of fluid looking and had good movement. Uh, yep. So, yeah, I, I thought the art was a highlight. If this had had any worse art, it would have Kilmer creeping up on Clooney territory. <laughs> the art like, yeah, really, no, yeah. it really did. <laughs> it's the it's, only it's, thing. Uh, uh, of, of the two Joes, I think they done really good on art was, was Scarlet and Snake Eyes. I think they, they really knocked those two out of the park. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was solid. Um, I, it, it didn't like blow me away. No, oh, yeah. Um, but it, it had like a um, kind of a uh, like a feel of like a, a little bit of Mateo Santaluco, um, a little bit of Raphael Albuquerque. I mean, um, but I, 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 it was okay. I, I dug it. Um, didn't blow me away. I don't think I enjoyed it as much as you guys did. But I thought he did a really good job of like doing slight little updates, but still replicating the cartoon versions. Like they're all recognizably the characters from the comp. I mean, from yep. the cartoon. Yeah, I thought that was pretty well done. You definitely get the cartoon vibe from it. It was very reminiscent of it, and that was really the only good thing they carried over. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. I mean, uh, uh, overall, I, mean, I still think it was good. I mean, I don't know that we're bashing the story, but I still think the art and all that stuff was good. And it was, I guess, okay overall on the backtrack a little bit because Josh is bashing it so bad I am too but like I'm going back to my grading and overall I still thought it was pretty solid I was just disappointed was why I mean I I think I had a different set of expectations and it lived up to mine yeah G.I. Joe's not Shakespeare I mean I it's, not. Yeah. it's just and big I, dumb fun this was big dumb fun I had a good I, time I knew, I knew it was going into it but I still like I, I feel like they had a really good opportunity here with with what they pitched to us in the summary last week, and I feel like it didn't live up to what I thought it was going to be. But anyway, sorry. But anyways, for, but the art was, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. I thought they did especially a good job with a couple of characters. I thought he did a really good job with Baroness. I think that was his favorite mm -hmm. character to draw. I think so too, yeah. Um, 
uh, Destro. I really like the way he made because that that would be easy to make that character design look goofy. And I don't think Destro had a single panel where he looked goofy. Um, yeah. I thought they did a really good job with that one. And uh, I, you mentioned the two Joes too, Sna- Snake Eyes and uh, Scarlet look good. I mean, but you're 100 percent right about Duke and the other guy. I mean, they're the same person. Yeah, Duke and Hawk, man. I mean, literally identical. If they wouldn't say were, their names, I wouldn't know who's who. And there were a couple of the side characters whose names I can't remember now who kind of blended a little bit. Yep. Um, but it was okay. I, I, I dug it. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't be angry or upset or discouraged to see Augustine Padilla's name on a book again. Uh, I wouldn't. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, uh, Josh, characters. What you got, man? Uh, there were people in it, and they had names. <laughs> this is the most two-dimensional characters in the world. It was really flat. Uh, there's not a lot to say. About them. There, there was really nothing going on character-wise with this. Uh, I mean, you see a little bit with Snake Eyes going turncoat, and you see Storm Shadow losing his pro- programming and flip-flopping sides. Uh, but other than that, you don't get really any kind of character growth or story or explanations you know i know the gi joes are good guys that's why they're doing what they're doing cobra's bad guys that's why they're being bad guys like there's no motivations uh it was almost as thin as the story i think i, I think i'm gonna jump here i'm sorry Dave. i'm gonna jump in front of you but i i think okay I have, i've got extra notes for characters because that's another thing i did like there's there's four characters in here that i thought they really focused on was cobra commander the blundering idiot they kind of worked with him pretty let you know what was going on who was leading cobra but then you had uh billy and the baroness and their little uh i guess you don't know if you call it relationship they was having whatever because they were sparring for hours they while they was doing they was talking and talking about wanting to run away and brainwashing all this other stuff so you're starting to see what was that affecting them and then later on you see billy starting to want to brainwash snake eyes towards the end so you can see that that dr venom was really having a an effect on his character. So that brainwash stuff was changing him. So there was some development with him. And then also with Snake Eyes and Scarlet, they had this like little nice, I wouldn't say it's like a, a relationship, but they had like a partnership that worked really well. I enjoyed seeing those two together. I kind of got a vibe that there was a kind of a love triangle thing going on with uh, Billy and Baroness and Destro. Cause Destro, Destro kept watching them. And there were a couple of, couple of panels where that, metal face got sad looking yeah i think he wanted uh baroness for himself but she wanted billy yeah yeah but they see they could have developed a little bit of that they could have leaned into some of those character interactions and they never never really did that much but i I think like jamie said though it's meant to be big dumb fun and i think they lean more towards that than building a a good story and characters yeah i mean my one note (laughs) that's quite a pyramid is this it's just not the point yeah, it's not the point. Yeah. But I think they did try, like I said, I think they did try, even Destro had, like you said, had a little bit, but I think they did try with his favorite character again, Baroness. I think they was really working with that. And then the thing with Billy. So I think there was some stuff going on. All right. Want to give us some awards? Let's sure. do it. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? <laughs> And these are the things we dig most in G.I. Joe, the Real American Hero Volume 1. Yeah. A Real American Hero Volume 1. That's all Nailed it. Is. Close enough. All right. I've got, I'm first with the best cover. And I think these are the covers. There's an art gallery at the end. And I think they just didn't carry over the covers for like the chapter breaks or whatever. I think so. Yeah. Um, there were some good ones, but one just kind of stuck out to me. Um, it's on page 142. And it's the yeah. one where the uh, the Joes are on the wanted poster and the two Cobra guys are trying to look tough in front of it and there's the American flag waving over it all. It's just kind of like... I mean, I, <laughs> I'd be very interested to read the story that, that cover belongs on. Um, not really yeah. what we got, um, but it's just it's a cool image. It is cool. That's the one with cool Cobra designs. Even their minions had cool suits. Yeah. I did like that one. And the one I liked was on page 146. And that's when Scarlet's carrying the uh, uh, snake eyes. About that. I meant to bring that up and I forgot. So she carries him for like two issues. 
They get to the big fight. He just hops in and starts kicking people and jumping around. He was Why was she carrying him? Oh, yeah. well. He was saving his energy. Yeah, if he used his leg too much, it would have caused more blood to come out. So he was saving his blood. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Quit trying to apply logic to this story, Jamie. <laughs> that's the, that's the trap I ran into. I tried to apply logic to it. There should have been one panel of like Scarlet glaring at him, like like going like with her hands up there, going like, "What's up? What happened?" You know? <laughs> that would have been all good. this time you could have been running. <laughs> all right, Joshua, what was your best cover? Uh, I I went with one thirty seven. It's the one with uh, Snake Eyes with that big giant sword and all the flames. I could I like that one, but I couldn't go with it. He does not Wrong carry sword. that kind of sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. I don't. He picked it up off the people he's fighting. No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, I'm not a real GI Joe enthusiast because I didn't realize he had the wrong sword. It just doesn't. It looks wrong. He yeah. carries a samurai sword. That's all he uses. Yeah. It just. Yeah. Anyway, best character, Sam. All right, me. I pick Snake Eyes because he doesn't talk. He has no dialogue. Okay. That's it for real. All right, Josh. Well, I had a. I had two. I wasn't sure yet. Uh, I had Snake Eyes as one because I thought he had a cool storyline. He was one of the funner <laughs> ones, even though he didn't have any dialogue. But uh, I thought Cobra Commander. You got a lot of time with him. You see how inept and idiotic he is, but somehow it still finagled people into following him. So I thought he was an interesting character. He's persuasive. And, yeah. All right. Um, I've got kind of a tie, but they go together. Um, I thought that the character thing between Baroness and Billy was the most interesting character thing in here. So yep. maybe pick one. I guess I'll go with Baroness, but like that, that character dynamic was my favorite character thing in the book. Uh, Josh, what was your base panel? Uh, you alluded to it earlier. I had to pick it. It's page six, panel one, Cobra commander waking up with his mask, sleeping <laughs> in his mask. <laughs> I mean, he's got his shirt off, so it's not like he sleeps fully clothed in his full Cobra commander outfit, just the mask. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, I had to pick it. Space must be hideous. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, that was my backup, but I thought you might somebody might pick that one. Um, so I'm going with page 45, panel two. And uh, it's when uh, Snake Eyes is finished fighting off those uh, Red Ninja guys. And he's kind of on fire, but he's still got the right sword, the sword he's supposed to should have had on that other cover. And he's got an Uzi, and he just looks cool. Just standing there all... Yeah. You know, bad butt on fire, you know, and holding a bunch of weapons. Superhero so hopes. Yeah. yeah. Same. Waiting for his pet wolf to pick up the slack for him. Get the one he missed. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. His wolf, Timber. All right. So for my panel, I went with page 21, Storm Shadow, the other ninja, doing superhero pose. It's no. He'd have one hand on the ground. Oh, superhero. Oh, yeah. I said pose, not landed. Okay. Yeah, the postal superhero landed. But yeah, he's a ninja. He wants to put his hand down. But I like his outfit. You know, that's I really liked him. Yeah, those those might, are those are always the coolest character designs. Snake Eyes yeah. and Storm Shadow. Sure. He actually might be my favorite character, Storm Shadow. Alright. Um so next is best dialogue. And I'm gonna go with Sam that's gonna make Sam angry. I'm gonna go with one that will make Sam frustrated, angry, I'm not sure. But it's on page one hundred and two. And it's so ridiculous. Um, it was the most memorable dialogue in the book. It's the third panel. It's when Cobra Commander has kind of sort of almost got his outfit together there. And he's running running at Scarlet. And he yells, you are so dead, you Titian Trist termagant. Yep. It's so dumb. Oh, so <laughs> it's dumb. the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> and most of his dialogue was like that. Yep, but it stuck out to me. It was memorable, at least. It sure was. All right, Sam. All right, so for another one I thought was funny, this is more 80s dialogue stuff. And this is when uh, Stalker was fighting the sniper. So somehow the two snipers ended up having a fist fight. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> they're both terrible snipers. <laughs> yeah. They shot each other's spotter, then they're useless, apparently. So they had to go to a fist fight. But anyway, so uh, uh, where do I start at? It says, oh, not your day, huh? I'll wipe that smirk off your face, is what the cover guy's telling him. says, oh, I'm quaking in my boots. Gonna brutally tear my skin off my knuckles with your face, are you? 
Where you gonna beat the soles of my feet black and blue with your nose? I just thought that was funny. Just this. Nothing meaningful. Just the yeah. way he was saying. That's the right answer. That's what I picked too. Yeah. Sound like such a GI Joe threat. They're beating each other to death in the desert, and he's, oh, I'm gonna beat you. You want to beat my feet black and blue with your nose? Like, it was yeah. such, so, uh, such out-of-place dialogue for what was actually happening in the scene. 80s, well, 80s uh, cartoon dialogue. Well, I'm still kind of working on my evil Stan Lee theory for Cobra Commander there. It might work. Yeah. Yeah. Front man, some alliteration. I don't know. Uh, Sam, best full page spread. Okay. Of the two, I went with page 69, the underwater one. That was a good one. That was a good one. I liked it. That was Scarlet and Snake Eyes. Yeah, she should have kept her uh, crossbow. She did, right in front of her. And once she gets out of the water. She did. She, she, sh- she, sh- oh, she had it. Oh, she shot did she use it? Oh, wrist. Okay. Yeah, she, uh, his wrist rockets he shot out of his hand. His wrist. Oh, Best yeah, that's right. She you didn't mention one. that in your breakdown. Yeah, no. I should have paid more attention when I was reading this. <laughs> I think that's the real problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say I wasn't focused when I was reading it, but it didn't it didn't grab my attention. Uh, All right. Anyways. Well, what was yours? Uh, page five. the big double spread of the uh, Capitol building. That's a good one. I just thought technically executed. That was a really good piece of art. Yeah. Uh, I thought that the really building is. looked really good. Yeah. All right, a um, little, uh, little too close to recent events for my comfort, but <laughs> yeah, I was trying to take that out of it and just look at the art for a piece of art, and it's done really good. So. It is but done I, really well. Yeah, you gave the right answer. I just couldn't pick it. Um, That's why I didn't pick it either. <laughs> uh, so I went with page one thirteen, and it's when they're doing the mind control thing to Snake Eyes. I just thought, you know, there's a lot going on there, and it all looks pretty cool. That that was my backup too. All right. Uh, last. That's probably better than mine. That, that, yeah, I think that's a really good one. All right. Well, the last award is going to Josh. It's the wrong person for it to go to. But Josh, what is the best nostalgic thing in GI Joe? What I think they hammered really home on this one that I remember from the cartoons was Cobra being incompetent. Somehow their plots just always fall through. They're just they just can't execute their plans. They just they're not very good villains. Uh, they're bad. They're just not good at being bad. They seem to carry that through this comic. Well, I, I've got two, and I'll, I'll give my my biggest one. And if we'll see, maybe I'll mention it, but uh, later. But they kept Snake Eyes cool. Uh, Snake Eyes was always the best character in GI Joe, and <laughs> maybe he's never said anything stupid. Yeah. But but he was always just the coolest guy. I liked I liked the dog. I liked just everything about him. He was the coolest character, and he's still the coolest character. He is here really cool. And I know I kind of mentioned that. I kind of gave my answer away in the art section. But I love seeing all the villains in their unique suit designs. And they kept in the 80s cartoons feel with their suits. Like Cobra Commander, especially with his face mask. And then you got uh, Mindbender with his uh, monocle and all that stuff. So they, I think they kept really true to the 80s design, but still made it look cool. I got a kick out of all the code names, too. Yeah. They brought all those back. All right. Y'all want to cast this thing? Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, first out of the gate is Cobra Commander, and I'm going to cast Jesse Eisenberg. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, it is. One of my best. It's downhill from there. Downhill from there? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not... Captain Smokeface is not is not in, in residence right now. Uh, but that that's a guy... I think... I, he, he'll do like the... Um, he's willing to be that kind of silly character. And I just feel like he would have fun being that kind of shrill, ridiculous person. Yeah. No, that's yeah. That's good. I like that. And, I, and we talked a little bit off air before we started recording. And I really don't know what it was, but Jamie said Jim Carrey. <laughs> I'm totally still in that answer. I think that's fitting. I think Jim Carrey would be an awesome Cobra commander. Came from Dumb and Dumber or Ace Ventura or anything like that. I can see him being Cobra commander. He he would he would. It's just weird for Jim Carrey to have his face covered through a whole movie though. Yeah. Well, well when he he just rolled up like you know when he was sleeping, just see his mouth <laughs> <laughs> Just walk around like that. 
I, I like it. I don't. That, I, like, I totally stole that answer. Man, he would, he would be great. He would be great for the vocal performance, like the, yeah. the, do, doing doing a voice and being over the top and crazy. I mean, he exactly. would be good. For that. Yeah, you yeah. really. That, I think that's the right answer. All right, Josh, can you beat it? <sighs> probably not. Uh, you're probably not going to like my pick, but uh, I went with Chris Hemsworth. Cobra Commander's swollen this. We see him getting out of the he bed. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth seems like the kind of guy who would be really persuasive. He's charming. I can see him getting people to follow him. But he's pretty good at playing goofy and incompetent. Like, I can see him totally running Cobra into the ground, but everybody loving him <laughs> while he's doing it. He's a Ghostbusters character. Yeah. Have you all, have both of y'all seen that? Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love, and in that, in the, remember the scene where he's doing the interview and he's got the glasses on and his the lenses are out. There's no, no lenses in it. <laughs> that was Chris Hemsworth's idea. That wasn't like he brought those to the set with him. That was like his whole thing. He almost uh, ad libbed a whole, a whole scene. Yeah, he's. I don't know if I could buy him as this you don't kind have of the right ridiculous voice loser. Yeah. Yeah, but I just for a big muscular dude because it's an '80s comic based story, so we got to have big muscular dudes for everything. Uh, I, I, he's goofy. I, could, I maybe I'm making a different movie than you two. I don't know. I, I, think, movie. I think I want to change mine. I want to change it to Will Ferrell. There you go. Oh yeah, Will Ferrell would be a good one. I thought about Will Ferrell, but I thought that was too far to the silly. No, no. <laughs> that'd be fine. <laughs> I'd allow it. All right. All right. Uh, well, next is Snake Eyes, and so uh, we can't remember certain important plot points about some of these characters. But uh, so, Sam, who's your Snake Eyes? So, for no particular reason, he's in a black suit. Can't ever see who it is all the time. So, or ever. So, I just want Jeremy Renner. Just we know he, he's a good action hero type of guy. Hawkeye from Avengers. I seen Hawkeye to Snake Eyes. Yeah, oh, I didn't think about that, but yeah. So I, I was also <laughs> thinking, like, when he done the Bourne stuff, when he was in the Bourne movies. Yeah. So, you know, he's well, a good in, uh, hand. In game, he was using a sword a whole lot, so yeah. he's, he's got this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was being uh, Ronin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's yeah. Ronin. I think that'll work. Josh, who you got? Uh, well, apparently I got ethnicity swapped in my head a little bit here, so I'm I'm casting uh, Will Yoon Lee. You'll know him from the uh, Wolverine. Green. The yeah, Wolverine. The yeah. Okay. Um, athletic ninja. Well, I wanted to go with a physical performance here, so um, I think me and Josh are both doing the same ethnicity swap. I'm going with Donnie Yen. So, yeah, it's not a good one. Yeah. I think, I mean, obviously he can do the action stuff, and I just think in, in that he would look cool in that outfit and doing that sort of tough, you know, kind of a, a stillness to the performance. I think Donnie Yen would be good at that. I yeah. be really good. Yep. And since he doesn't speak or take his mask off, it's really ju- <laughs> it's really just the presence and the and the action that he's doing. So. Right. All right, uh, Josh, who is your Scarlet? I went right on the nose, Scarlet Johansson. <laughs> I mean, I you do. Right I, on the I don't nose. think I could have. I put zero effort into that pick. I, just, I thought that was. I think super the same obvious. name. It's easy. How, that was too easy. How how could you do that? Matter of fact, it was so easy. I did it too. <laughs> what? Yep, Scarlett Johansson for the win. She she's the right pick for it too. I mean, she's she she's would be really good. good. At it. Yeah, she would be good at it. I, I still see her carrying a stink eyes person through half a movie. We're not shoulder. doing that in the movie. Yeah. Oh, I, that's, that's, that's one of my big reasons I cast the person I cast because I want to see stink eyes get carried by a lady through most of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's got to happen. So I went with a, a strong lady that could body slam somebody repeatedly. So I want your Gina. Carno, or how you say her last name? Carano. Gina Carano. Yeah, Gina Carano. That's fine with me, but we're not, we're not doing the carrying scene. Oh, I'm, I am my movie, so this is my movie. Well, <laughs> well then he can't be in the last action scene. We're going to use our brains too much with the movie. We can't have him be carried for 30 minutes and have him, like, you know, he's, winning all the fights at the end. He's good. Adrenaline kicked <laughs> in, he's fine. The bleeding finally stopped. He ain't lightheaded no more. He's ready to kick butt again. All right. Moving on. Uh, so for uh, Baroness, um, I'm first on that, and I went Sophia Turner. Uh, yeah, there was the younger Jean Grey. Um, maybe should have casted her Scarlet instead. That's what I was thinking. Just, um, but I just feel like she would do the sort of the the role that Baroness is playing in this book. I feel like she would be good at. Uh, that's not a bad one. And I went with for looks, and I want to see this lady 
play a villain, and it's Wonder Woman. Gail Godot, or how do you say her last name? Apparently, they're supposed to say the T. I, I didn't. I, I've said it wrong for years, apparently. Well, how would you right. say it? I think it's supposed to be Gal Gadot. Gadot? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Well, right. I don't know. Anyway, Josh, who's your, yeah, who's your Baroness? That's, that's well, th- that was one of my two picks, Sam, so thanks for that. My other one was uh, Emily Blunt. I kind of want to see her going bad guy route. Yeah. But still being able to carry some depth and having those connections with Billy and stuff and those meaningful scenes that we would work into the movie that we're missing from this, I think she'd be good at that. Yeah. I was getting kind of a really young vibe for Baroness, like early 20s. Oh. Mm, no, I don't know. Sure. I mean, that's, I, was, I was trying to stay on the younger side. Cause I thought she was supposed to be like one of the, her and Billy were supposed to be like the two youngest ones. Yeah, that that was at the high point of the art on being able to tell ages maybe quite so well. <laughs> so. well I, I think same on that one. Um, I think so, too. All right. Uh, well, let's see if the role continues. Who's your Destro? All right, so for the next correct answer, just I, I kept thinking of a, a guy behind the scenes actually doing all the thinking, and it's got this, like, a commanding pre- presence, Josh Brolin, Thanos himself. Not bad. I can see that. Yeah, that's a good one. Going to get him to shave his head, though? Destro's in a metal mask. It don't matter if he's got oh, hair well, Yeah, I guess you can do it that way. Well, obviously, I went with the no hair <laughs> requirement for my guide. I went with Mark Strong. Oh, that's good. That's a good one, too. All right, he just stole that. Yeah, because I'm leaning towards mine's going to be a comedy action. Like, I'm, There's going to be a lot of comedy in this, what, what I'm going with. And he could still be intimidating, but also still be a little bit lighthearted about it. I thought he would kind of straddle that line between being a bad guy and still being comical. All right. Well, um, <laughs> I think you've won, but I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say mine. I'm going with Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel would be a good one too. I like all three answers though. I think Josh stole that one though. Uh, I think so. I hate to admit it. Uh, well, anyway, <laughs> uh, who's your storm shadow? Storm shadow, Josh. All right. This is where I got uh, the reverse here. I got Ryan Reynolds as storm shadow. <laughs> I told you I was going full comedy with mine. Uh, Deadpool. He's good in the suit with the swords. He's funny. And See, I don't think Storm Shadow was ever funny in this one. He was more it, of the... Mine's going to be a little bit. He's going to be sarcastic funny. Not the two ninjas funny. can't be funny. The two ninja okay. guys... That's, that's... You have to loan him Jim Carrey if he's making this kind of movie. You, he, then you get to loan him Jim Carrey to be Cobra. I thought Chris Hemsworth and Ryan Reynolds might have a couple of funny scenes. Chris Hemsworth yeah, is wrong for Cobra Commander. That, that's all. I, I, yeah. that, that was, I was happy with that one. I thought you guys yeah. were going to... I'll take I was hoping that would turn you on it. Anyway, uh, so my storm shadow is Daniel Wu from Into the Badlands. Can do the action, does the stoic thing really well. Can't picture him. He looks the part. It's not a great show, but he's good. <laughs> Daniel Wu. I'm looking. This is great audio content right here. This is spectacular. <laughs> oh, I, know who, I know who it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. All right. The right so answer. for the right answer was Josh R. used for his snake eyes is Will Young Lee. I think I I think I got the win there. I'm not conceding that one. I'll take last on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you did. It's okay. Yeah, well, that's nice. Um, uh, well, now that you're back in it. your appropriate place, why don't you preview our next pick for us? I had a bonus pick. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Bonus character. Because, well, there's 40,000 characters in this thing, so. All right, let me hit it real quick. Uh, I wanted to cast Duke. I feel like you can't do a G.I. Joe without having Duke, leader of the G.I. Joes. And I wanted John Cena to be Duke. Or Hawk. Whichever. Or Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> Which one was the not was not the general? Which one was the, at the attacking the castle? Just Duke. Okay. Okay, I, I had a Duke, too. I was going to go Charlie Hunnam for my Duke. Oh, yeah, that'd be a good one. Both, both of them would be good. I think John Cena would fit good for the comedy stuff. Yeah. All right. All right, so for my bonus character, because of the the Billy and Baroness relationship twist thing going on through the whole thing, so I picked for Billy, and I picked Chris Pine, also from Wonder Woman. Because I wanted to see Baroness 
in the Chris Pine thing. Well, for my bonus pick, for Timber, I'm casting my dog, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> you win. That's the right answer. Yeah. All right. All right. Sorry. Go ahead, Josh. <laughs> All right. So next week, we're going to be reviewing Secret Avengers Volume 1, The Mission to Mars. And here's the comicsology summary. Who are the Secret Avengers? Are they a covert team of heroes working the darkest corners of the globe to stop disaster? Are they part spy, part superhero? Are they Steve Rogers' newest idea to save the world? Or are they all of the above? Dun, dun, dun. Yes. That was it. That was a weird stopping place on the on the summary. That's all and they when, gave me, though. When did this come out? That's uh, fantastic question. Laven? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Hold on. I, it's part of an event apparently called the Heroic Age, and I don't remember what that was about. That's when they all died. Cause remember Spider-Man 2099? That's what they kept talking about. Hmm. Well, I thought that was Secret Wars. I, it, I, I don't know. I was just being funny. Okay. <laughs> uh, just Again, this is going to be one of my blind picks because I have not uh, read this yet. Uh, the main reason I wanted to go over it is because it's got Moon Knight front and center <laughs> on the cover. And after we reviewed Moon Knight, I love Moon Knight now. Uh, so he's like your new favorite? He's one of my favorites, yeah. I really like it. I, I like his costume design. He looks really cool on this one. This art style looks like it favors him, at least the cover. Favorite, yeah. Uh, and yeah, it, it's an eclectic mix of uh, Avengers here. <laughs> There's a... Uh, they grabbed a little bit of everybody for this team, and uh, I'm hoping it's fun. It's uh, Ed Brubaker, so should be a good story. We've liked most of his stuff we've reviewed so far. So, and uh, and Diodato's not a bad artist. I mean, I know a lot of people love Diodato. I mean, I'm I'm hit or miss with him, but he's a good storyteller. So, I he's, yeah. don't know if I'm familiar with him. I don't know that we've reviewed. He done a lot of, of Marvel stuff. I may he's have come across him and not realized it, but yeah, I, I don't recognize it. So, yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll find out next week. All right. Well, um, before we go, just want to remind everybody that we're part of the, the Nerds Network, and we have a whole slate of nerdy nonsense. So if you liked this brand of nonsense, we've got more for you. We've got our movie and TV podcast, Nerds of the Round Table. Um, we've got our goal, uh, podcast that is the golden age of comic books called One Thin Dime, hosted by Sammy. And we've got uh, <laughs> all of our podcasts are niche. Nothing's more niche than... <laughs> Zafram, our Zafram. little our little podcast devoted to the work of Jeff Lemire. Uh, well, I think we're done here, guys. I think All so. Right. Uh, if I remember right, though, I'm trying to remember. Oh, we had a different leader in the clubhouse for the foreign group. Salute. Now, who was I'll, it? I'll say it next week. I forgot. All right. Oh, it was it was a new one though. Slacker. All, All right. right. See ya. <laughs> Good night. Later. <laughs>